It is the 17th of April 2021. Welcome to the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. In our first story, the Gender Ministry has honored the group of medics from Soroti Regional Referral Hospital for successfully separating the living twin from the dead twin. This was during the visit of the State Minister of Elderly and Disabled in the Gender Ministry, Sarah Kanike, to the hospital on Thursday afternoon. The minister was accompanied by the district and city leadership had a glance at the separated twin at the neonatal intensive care unit in the hospital. In March 26, 2021, the team of about 15 surgeons led by Dr. Joseph Opodoy, a senior surgeon and urologist in Soroti Hospital, successfully conducted a surgery involving the separation of a dead from a live CMI's twin. The twins were delivered on 21st March in Amoria District and one of them was dead. They were referred to Soroti, but after assessment, they were referred to Mulago National Referral Hospital. After two days, the infants were returned to Soroti with one of the dead twins decomposing. The surgery took place in Soroti six days after the baby was referred to Mulago Hospital for tertiary care only to be referred back without any help. By that time... The dead baby was decomposing and the team headed by Dr. Opodoy conducted the surgery that lasted 15 hours and saved the baby who shared parts, especially the liver organ, with the dead sister. While paying tribute to Dr. Opodoy and his team during the plenary sitting on 7th April 2021, the members of parliament decried the state of the hospital despite the remarkable surgeries that have been carried out in the facility. The MPs also called for the investigation of Mulago Hospital over the alleged abandonment of the conjoined twins. Dr. Opodoi said the medics have removed the stitches and the scar was drying up, adding that the baby will be discharged any time next week. According to him, the separated twin is breastfeeding, passing stool as well as urine normally, and the mother's health is improving. While meeting the minister in the hospital boardroom on Thursday, Dr. Michael Mwanga, the hospital director, explained that the baby is no longer on oxygen and she is playing. So we went in at around 9. By around 1, 1 p.m. we were out uh, with the successful surgery. We are separated uh, good enough. There was only one organ that was shared, the liver. So we were able to, to separate that very well. And the rib cage was also shared. We were also able to separate and post-operatively, we've done very well. We've cared for the baby. We've consulted our colleagues in Mulago, in Jinja, and Bali, and quite a number. And we've been able to manage the baby very well. As we speak right now, uh, the stitches have been removed. The wound has healed. Uh, the baby is out of danger, no longer on oxygen. Uh, the baby is able to breastfeed. Normally, the baby is playing, and there are no major concerns. We plan to discharge the baby sometime next week uh, because Basically, the baby is out of danger. Dr. Florence Egual, the hospital senior consultant pediatrician, told the minister that the separated twin had a heart problem. 
She said they had made consultations with other pediatric cardiologists in the referral hospitals who advised them on the medications to use, and it's well now. Dr. Egual said the medics are left with the task of making the baby to gain weight because it was quite sick. After the operation, the baby was 2 kilograms and it lost about 1.6 kilograms, but by Thursday it reached 2.2 kilograms, she explained. Yes, had a heart problem. We made consultations with the other pediatric cardiologists in other regional referral hospitals like Kambale and Ginger and even Mulago. They advised us on what medications to use. We did that. The baby was again taken to Ginger for an evaluation by a pediatric cardiologist there and his results were impressive. He says the heart basically well now and so we are happy with that. The baby is well. All that had lost weight was actually quite sick. So now our main task is to make sure that the baby gains weight. After the operation, it was 2 kilograms and lost to about 1.6, 1.7. As for today, now it has reached 2.2. So it's gaining weight. Fred Ngabilano, the Commissioner of Youth and Children's Affairs in the Gender Ministry, who was accompanying the minister, recommended the medics for demonstrating that they can perform wonders despite the challenges the hospital is faced with. Then we watched from the news, Parliament recognizing you. But uh, just one word to say, you demonstrated that it is possible amidst all challenges. You proved the point. You proved the point. You challenged us. And we learned a lot from you. When we get back, we should sit and technically we come to visit them. As a department, because you saved us, you saved our child, that's our mandate. Because that's right, number one, survival. You did it, and it will go down in our books of history, what you did. So it, was, it was a miracle by God, but through you. So we are grateful. George Michael Egunyu. The Soroti District LC5 chairperson said he wants to be treated in Soroti Regional Referral Hospital in case of any sickness because he trusts the medics there. Kanyike called on both technical and political officers to provide the right service to the local people wholeheartedly with passion and love. This operation we did made people to know that Sorot is there and it has doctors who can do things happen. Saving life because that is your role, doctor, is very, very important. This parent having come from Lago, and if they came here and they, if you knew that they were coming from Lago, then you should have said, no, we can't do much. Because we expect Lago to be the last resort. But if those doctors couldn't do it, and it was done by the doctors from Sorot Hospital, glory be to God. Let us do our work. If you're a teacher, you go to give education to these children. You are a doctor, you took up that course to provide medical treatment to the people. You are a lawyer, provide the service you are supposed to do. The problem we have these days uh, as Ugandans, people do courses, not because they want those courses, but because maybe there are some other reasons. Wherever you are as a leader, what impact have you made on the lives of people? On Thursday, the grandfather of the Simai's twin, Paul Olubo, said he met the officials from the Prime Minister's office who had come to get more details as to why the conjoined twins were shunned from Molago. Meanwhile, the Uganda Revenue Authority, URA, has advised motorists in Aluwa City and the West Nile region to desist from the acts of sharing number plates. Ivan Kakaire, the regional manager and spokesperson for URA in northern Uganda, notes with concern that some motorcycle riders share number plates with their friends. 
saying it's unacceptable and once impounded, it attracts hefty penalty for both in terms of taxes and fines. I also want to request people who are sharing number plates to stop. We have seen people who give their number plates to other people to use them on the motorcycles. This should stop because as they impound them, the number plate is not commensurate to the chassis number of the motorcycle you're riding. It has lasting effects in terms of tax collection. Kakaire father encourages the cyclists whose motorcycles were impounded either due to lack of plates or with smuggled goods to visit the URA offices in Arua so as to identify their motorcycles and pay necessary taxes where possible within 30 days. Those who don't know where their motorcycles are shall liaise with the chairman of the border association. We are going to give him the list of all motorcycles we've impounded. You'll check with him. But where you you're near our office, please come to office and we check out the motorcycles. Motorcycles that have not paid taxes cannot be pardoned. We do not have powers to pardon a tax. We shall consider matters for penalty and allow you to pay your taxes voluntarily and you you have your motorcycle registered and we give you number plates. Meanwhile, Moses Obeta, the chairperson of the business community in Arua City, cautions the riders against dealing with middlemen when their goods and motorcycles are impounded. And there are those, the, those, those informers who are between there. They are the ones confusing most of these smugglers. That I know whoever was in oppression, I can go and talk to him, give me money, so that somewhere else where I can get this thing. You know, If you are wants their names to be spoiled, let them continue doing it that way. The integrity of the staff must be measured. That whoever comes here, does it in his own way, will also pay the penalty. Ugandan authorities through the security department have resolved to intensify their operations along the border of South Sudan in a bid to fight the rampant cattle theft along the border. The resolution was passed yesterday during a meeting that was held in Agoro and Amadi Ope sub-counties in Lamo district with the communities and security personnel. The meeting headed by the 5th Infantry Division Commander Brigadier William Baino Mogisha was to find a way of stopping rampant cattle theft that are usually carried out by South Sudanese cattle raiders in Agoro and Madi Ope sub-counties. Obalim Pasquale, the Medi Ope sub-county vice chairperson, says over 20 heads of cattle from Madi Ope sub-county in Lamor district have so far been stolen by the South Sudanese cattle thieves. Obalim says the most affected villages are Lawi Odunyi, Okuba and Orang villages, which is neighboring South Sudan, around Seretenyi in Imotong state, of South Sudan. Residents are now calling on security department to take interest and stop cattle theft. 5th Infantry Division Commander Brigadier William Bainomogisha says soldiers will begin to patrol the area bordering the two sub-counties of Madi Ope and Ogoro in Lamor district. James Nabison Kidega the Lamor Resident District Commissioners calls on communities bordering places where the cattle rustlers normally come from to be vigilant and report any raids in their area. In another story, the contractor undertaking the installation of streetlights in Gulu City has cited their workers behind the theft and vandalism of batteries of the solar streetlights. Recently, the company said it has been forced to use 4.9 million shillings 
on replacement of stolen batteries on the most affected streets along Kitigum Road. This was after nine solar streetlights were recently vandalized and their batteries stolen. The installation of about 500 streetlights is being undertaken by Mesco Company. Jimawani, the site supervisor for the project, says they have discovered that some of their workers are conniving with potential buyers to vandalize and steal the batteries of the streetlights. Wani has told Radio Rupini that they arrested one worker who they reported to police, but police instead challenged them to produce evidence against the suspect, prompting his release. Our knowledge, we are thinking, nobody can come and knows how we are putting those things and at what time when these mixtures still wet. Those are the areas. Because if that thing stays from morning up to evening, it becomes set. It's very hard for you to break. Even if you are breaking, it will take you time. Then by that process, you may be arrested. You, you can even fear. But those who work with us, for them, they know. We are put this one at this time. Even we go at this time, they shall succeed the mixture. That's why they tried five, but they failed. They only succeeded two. The then Gulu Municipal Council had budgeted a total of 3.2 billion shillings in the 2018-2019 financial year for the project. The company has so far installed a total of 430 solar lights. In another story, Buganda Kingdom Premier Charles Peter Maiga has refuted allegations that the Kabaka Ronald Mwenda Mutebi was poisoned. This follows social media reports indicating that the Kabaka was poisoned after his last public appearance during celebrations to mark his 66th birthday and was seemingly unhealthy. Maiga has confirmed that he is suffering from an allergy which worsens whenever he wears a face mask, adding that the Kabaka is receiving adequate medication. We all face health challenges from time to time and they need to be effectively managed. And in the Kabaka's case, the challenges are related to allergies which, when they attack him, cause breathing difficulties, especially when he has a mask or a shield over his face. The allergies are being effectively managed by the appropriate medical experts. The rumors doing the rounds that the Kabaka was poisoned are totally false. I would also like to dispel rumors being posted on different social media platforms. They are baseless and should be totally disregarded. In our sports newscast today, Express Football Club is targeting seventh win for the season at home when hosting Barra City today in Uganda Premier League. Waswa Bosa's side is yet to lose at home, winning six and drawing once. A win for the Red Eagles will help them reduce the gap with joint table leaders URAFC and Vipers who are three points ahead of them. The first leg away in Barra ended 1-1 with the Ankole Lions fighting back with a leveler to pick a point. Express FC player Sadiq Sechembe says the teammates have trained well with focus on getting maximum points against West Region side. Uh, the first game in Barara wasn't easy, but we managed the point. It was an hour game. But as we're heading tomorrow, everyone is set. We tried in finishing, crossing, shooting and everything in the final third. I know we are going to have a good game and it's going to be a win. Everyone is set and we're going to have a win. Now police in Kampala Metropolitan is investigating an incident of aggravated robbery that occurred yesterday at the ancestral home of the late Archbishop Cyprian Chizitoranga, located at Chabakade village in Mokono districts. In the investigation of the incident, the police has established that unidentified thugs, who were more than 15 in number, armed with pangas, sticks 
and breaking implements, dressed in plain clothes, wearing fake masks, attacked the residents at night. They gained entry of the lead archbishop's residence after cutting the perimeter fence. They attacked the occupants in the house and robbed mobile phones, cash totaling to 250,000 shillings from two victims. The Kampala Metropolitan Police Deputy Spokesperson Luke Owesijire confirms. And with that story, we have come to the end of the news around Uganda. My name is Doreen Nabanja. Have a wonderful day.